Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado. Today, we're talking about the role of friendship in your relationship and what happens when the friend doesn't show up. Today, I'll introduce you to the ghost who haunts your relationship. You'll understand why the ghost makes it difficult to connect with your sweetheart, and you'll get some strategies to strengthen your friendship so it doesn't become invisible and slowly disappear. When you ask your sweetheart a question, do you get one-word replies instead of a conversation? Here are the complaints I hear in my coaching practice. The first one is, my sweetheart doesn't talk to me about anything personal. All our conversations are about the details of living, bills, kids, and schedules. The second complaint I tend to hear is, I find out about my sweetheart when we are out with friends. I hear my sweetheart tell a story about their life that I've never heard. Suddenly I feel lonely. Why didn't my sweetheart tell me that story? Or, my sweetheart doesn't listen to me. I'll be talking and my sweetheart is looking at their phone or is trying to fix my situation or worst of all, their face is just blank. Even after I tell my story, I can't see any expression of recognition on their face. These are complaints when your friendship needs a tune-up. Do you resonate with any of these examples? If so, this week's habit is for you. Today's habit for your happily ever after is to ask and answer super specific questions so you can either banish the ghost or at least make the ghost in your relationship more visible and friendly. What do I mean by the ghost? Last week, we talked about the saboteur. The saboteur is critical and controlling. The saboteur shows up when the partner, who's typically great with handling everyday details, when that partner feels overworked or underappreciated. That's when the saboteur shows up. While the partner handles life's details, the friend is great at fostering understanding and a place of belonging in your relationship. When I talk with couples who are struggling because there's a lack in their friendship, it's most often because that friend just doesn't appear. My clients feel ghosted in the closest relationship of their lives. The ghost appears when the friend has gone to sleep. And here I'm talking about my relationship framework of partner, lover, and friend. Our task this week is to wake up that friend so you feel less lonely and more connected to your sweetheart. First, let's look at why the friend in your relationship goes to sleep. When you're falling in love, the friend is wide awake. You want to know everything about your sweetheart, and your sweetheart is eager to hear about you. You stay up till 3 a.m. listening to the story of your sweetheart's Aunt Ida. Your sweetheart is transported to a warm hug as they tell you about the sugar and butter that Aunt Ida stirred to create toffee as she sang songs from every musical under the sun. 
You tell your sweetheart about the trip you took to Alaska after graduation. You tell your sweetheart about the frozen lake you walked across and how you heard the thunder of ice breaking and loosened the belt on your backpack in case you had to dump it and bolt. That's early in your relationship when the friendship is wide awake and you're eager to understand each other. And then you reach a point of comfort. You're comfortable because you know each other's stories. You know how you fit together. You found that magic place of belonging. <sighs> you and your sweetheart have vowed to create a home that is as sweet as Aunt Ida's kitchen and as rugged as the Alaskan mountains. Blissful comfort like this is one of the primary reasons it's so wonderful to fall in love. But this same comfort is also the breeding ground for the ghost. Do you remember back in episode nine when I talked about the three zones of living? Comfort zone, growth zone, and panic zone? That episode focused primarily on how we negotiate the panic zone. But now I want to talk about some of the dangers that the comfort zone poses to your relationship. Comfort is lovely. We all crave comfort because comfort is so comfortable. <laughs> it's easy. And it can be deadly to your relationship. <laughs> that sounds so hyperbolic, I know. But I want you to be comfortable in your relationship as much as you want to be comfortable. I just want you to be comfortably awake rather than comfortably snoozing through life. We are alert in the growth zone and hyper alert in the panic zone. But in our comfort zone, we can get lulled to sleep. We are predisposed by something called loss aversion. We stay alert if we fear a loss. We also stay alert if we're striving and growing. There's a unique bond you and your sweetheart create when you're reaching for a shared goal, or even when you're surviving a crisis together. These states of alertness keep you connecting with your sweetheart. But we want to be comfortable. We don't always want to be hyper alert, either fearing loss or striving for a potential future. That's why this week's habit for your happily ever after is to tell your sweetheart something super specific about your day or your week. And the second half of the habit is to listen when your sweetheart tells you something super specific about their day or their week. So why does this help? Because specificity wakes up your friendship and keeps your curiosity vital. This is the concept of going deep rather than wide. To illustrate that, let me tell you a story about the opposite, how the ghost of disappearance haunts your relationship by hiding in the shadows of generalizations. Jessica and Denzel have been together for seven years, but they only got married a year ago, just after they bought a house. Their lives were aimed at buying that house for seven years. They'd get dressed up and make a nice dinner at home, proud of themselves for saving money by not eating out. They spent those dinners talking about the house they wanted, the way they'd decorate, and the garden they'd plant. Enough of those fancy home dates added up, and they had enough money for a down payment. 
they are proud of the house they bought and feel settled. But they also feel just a little bored. There's no getting dressed up anymore because they aren't striving to save. The conversations filled with plans of they're just gone now because they have all that they dreamed of. Jessica, who's a teacher, was able to cut her work hours down. And now she mostly works from home, telecommunicating with students who have special needs. Denzel comes home from his software sales job because he no longer needs the Uber driving for extra cash. It's a comfortable life. But all their conversation has evaporated. Denzel used to ask every day about the kids in Jessica's classroom. But he hasn't asked once about all the changes Jessica had to learn in order to switch to remote teaching. He walks in the door and just doesn't wonder how he is. She doesn't ask about his day. She just looks over her shoulder. I got to connect with some kids who didn't get their assignments today. Denzel's happy that she enjoys her job, but he feels lonely. He thought owning a house together would make them feel more connected. Denzel and Jessica each feel ghosted, even as they live together, even as they live in the same home, share the same bed. They're lonely even as they pass the ketchup. There's no loneliness as profound as the loneliness inside your marriage. What happened? Isn't it fascinating that the thing that brought them so close together, saving for and buying a house and sharing responsibilities has now created such loneliness in their relationship? This is the curse of comfort. This is ghost territory, the underdeveloped friend. When you're not revealing who you are, your day, your dreams, and you're not listening to who your sweetheart is, their day, their dreams. When you or your sweetheart gets lost in routine, a new kind of exhaustion kills your curiosity, the exhaustion of boredom. Boredom kills curiosity, and curiosity is at the heart of cultivating a friendship with your sweetheart. <laughs> this is where habits help. You're comfortable enough with each other that all those urgent feelings that inspired curiosity are gone. Jessica now has the kitchen inspired by Aunt Ida, but the urgent hunger for a bigger life was quenched and there's no longing. There's nothing scaring you like the thunderous cracks on the lake that made you loosen the belt on your backpack. That's why I created this question you can rely on to keep you connected during seasons of comfort, stasis, even boredom. Here's that magical question. Tell me the whole story about blank, and then fill in the blank. Tell me the whole story about how you sell software. Or tell me the whole story about what you read with your students today. Remember last week when we talked about the saboteur, that overly zealous partner? And I gave you a similar question. Tell me the whole story about everything that's on your list. Or tell me the whole story about these tasks that I can't see. The questions when you're dealing with the shadow side of the partner and the friend are similar, but just a little bit different. When your sweetheart is deep in saboteur territory, there's a risk of resentment building. One or the other of you might feel taken for granted. And that's why the whole story question focused on the lists 
or the tasks. A specific inquiry about the invisible work lets your partner feel seen and melts that resentful saboteur. With the friend, it's different. When your sweetheart has been ghosting you, either consciously or unconsciously, and there's a distance growing between you, that distance created by comfort and boredom. With the saboteur, it's too much, too much cooking, shopping, cleaning. Whereas with the ghost, it's too little, too little excitement, togetherness, adventure. The too much of partner tasks builds a wall of resentment between you and your sweetheart. The too little of the ghost creates distance of isolation that's difficult to bridge. But you can bridge this distance with a habitual specific question. Tell me the whole story about blank and then fill in that blank with things from your day, your extended family, your job. The more specific, the better. Tell me the whole story about the toffee you used to make with Aunt Ida. This question banishes the ghost by beckoning the friend. The friend who wants to keep synthesizing the past, dreaming about the future, or enjoying the day at hand. The ghost who's too comfortable needs very specific questions. Denzel, who knows that Jessica Bonds in the kitchen could ask, tell me the whole story about the spices in these cupboards. Or tell me the whole story about the flavors of kids you have in your class right now. Jessica, who knows that Denzel is an adventurer, could ask, tell me the whole story about the sales process. Is it, how is it like exploration? These questions go deeper into who Jessica and Denzel are. She's a nurturer. He's an adventurer. When you ask specific questions that go to the heart of your sweetheart's character, not only do you know them better, but you encourage your sweetheart to expand in ways that are natural to them. One way to wake up the friendship in your totally comfortable relationship is to be curious about how you or your sweetheart can go deeper into what creates that very comfort. The ghost haunting the relationship of Denzel and Jessica is the totally comfortable ghost. This is a truly common ghost in adult relationships, but it's not the only ghost. I'm going to describe three types of ghosts I see in client relationships. I'm curious which ghost you might relate to the most. The leaky faucet who drones on and on about their bad day, day after day. But you never feel like you know them. Drip, drip, drip. But no satisfying drink of water. The leaky faucet ghost talks a lot, but there's no intimacy shared. Just pestering, annoying complaints without energy to create solutions. Do you know anyone who's like the leaky faucet? Or maybe you're more like the dominator who always knows everything about everything and shuts down any potential stories that their sweetheart might share. Oh, that's where you're wrong. The dominator digs a trench around them of lonely silence because it's no fun to talk to somebody who has a comprehensive knowledge of everything on planet Earth. When you're told you're wrong enough, you don't want to engage even when you know you're right. Do you know anyone whose ghostly friend is like the dominator. Or the show-off, 
who just needs attention, telling jokes, telling stories, serving up facts. Look at me, look at me, look at me now. The show-off creates a ghostly absence of relationship because the show-off wants all eyes to be always on them. That's not a relationship. We all have ghostly moments in our relationship. The trick is to identify when you're most likely to become a ghost so you know where to intervene with your tell-me-the-whole-story habit. Because the key to all of these varieties of ghosts is that they are missing the two skills that are essential to the friend, listening and revelation. Those skills can each be taken to the extreme. Some people only reveal, like the show-off. Look at me, look at me, look at me now. The only time they listen is to find another invitation to reveal more about themselves. Maybe their coping strategy when they're uncomfortable is to chatter. Or maybe they don't have much empathy developed, so the only person who matters is themselves. Maybe they feel responsible for filling the empty space in any conversation with words. Some people only listen. The only time they reveal, well, I mean, some people just can't figure out how to talk about themselves. Maybe they're observers by nature, or maybe they don't feel like what they have to say is worthy. Maybe they feel powerful only when they know more than they reveal. So those are the two keys, listening and revelation. The impact of the ghost's hidden nature is that you can't get close because either you're sharing nothing or you're talking at each other but not hearing each other. When you become a ghost, are you more likely to stop revealing and hide from conversations with your sweetheart? Or are you more likely to stop listening and babble on and on without listening to your sweetheart. This week's habit for your happily ever after is to ask a super specific question of your sweetheart or to answer a super specific question. But don't wait for your sweetheart to ask you the question. You can answer a question that hasn't been asked. That's called engaging in conversation. Whether you and your sweetheart are in the beginning stages of your relationship or you've been together for decades, the only person you can change is you. But the best news about that fact is that when you change yourself, you change the dynamic in your relationship. So you, all by yourself, can shift the relationship you have little by little, habit by habit. I'm not telling you that you're the only one responsible for your relationship, not at all. But I am saying that you are powerful in your relationship. And that the only way for you to have the relationship you want is to become the person you want to be in that relationship. Sometimes it can feel lonely inside your relationship. This is a deep loneliness. And while you're implementing the habit of super specific questions, you need support. One of the tips I've gotten from long-time married couples is to have a support system of friends for your relationship. 
Who do you want to invite into your relationship support system? Send them a link to this episode and invite them to chat about it over coffee. We've arrived at our date night discussion segment. This week used the super specific phrase, I want to hear the whole story about blank. Then fill in the blank. Here are some examples of how to fill in that blank. As I read these examples, notice how your body feels as if I'm saying this to you because I'm interested in you. I want to hear the whole story about what you learned today and what's happening in the world, your tiny world or the universe. Tell me. I want to hear the whole story about the best thing you smelled today. I want to hear the whole story about what surprised you today. I want to hear the whole story about what protein you ate today. Now, wait, really? I mean, there's a whole story about protein? <laughs> Maybe not in your life, but my husband is super keen about protein right now. He wants to tell me how he managed to eat all the protein he was seeking, and he wants to know if I'm eating enough protein. I wanted you to hear this super specific question because your sweetheart geeks out about something. What is that something? When you ask about that something that is fascinating to your sweetheart, it's like saying, I love you. I love you and I want to hear all the details. Here's some more. I want to hear the whole story about the dogs you saw today when you were out walking ours. I notice how green everything has become outside. There's a zillion tiny bugs on the catalpa tree that are yellow green and they all look so happy. I want to hear the whole story about the best green thing you saw today. Today I had a client thank me because I changed her life. I want to hear the whole story about the most rewarding moment of your day. I want to hear the whole story about what you struggled with today. You might want to give up on the listening. Throw up your hands and say, it doesn't work. My sweetheart is never going to talk to me. Please let me encourage you to keep asking. Listening and revealing are the two cornerstones that make a strong friendship. And these are skills that will help you banish the ghost from your relationship. But skills don't magically appear overnight. They need to be Honed. Strong listening is a skill you can build. Tender revelation is also a skill you can build. Concentrate on you. Work on changing you. That way you become a better listener, a more revelatory revealer. Keep circling back saying, tell me the whole story. What else is part of the story that you haven't told me yet? Why does this help? Because stories are relationship currency. When you share your individual stories with your sweetheart, they become part of the relationship bank that you share, your together memories. You've been around a couple who tells the same story over and over, and you've seen one of the people in the couple tell the other person's story as if it was their own. This is a shared history. Super specific conversations will cement the feeling of belonging in your relationship. Ask super specific questions. Tell super specific stories. Then your shared history 
will be filled with super specific details. You will find your happily ever after in those shared details. That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.